I'm Dr. Drew, and this is Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Dr. After Dark. Uh, I'm here by myself again, as you can see, which is uh, sort of a relief, not a bad thing. Phone number is uh, 213-253-1693. The uh, email, of course, is dr at gmail.com. And you can get uh, this at uh, the bobbleheads at drdrew.com slash store and the Rational Recovery, Rational Revolution mugs at ymh.store. To ymhstudio.store. Wait, store.ymhstudios.com. Store.ymhstudios.com. And I want everyone holding one of those Rational Revolution cups. People have been been, uh, bringing up the Rational Revolution a lot lately as uh, our world has seemed to unravel into a lot of irrationality, a lot of emotionality, a lot of sort of delusionality. You may have heard the term masked. Mass, what, what are they calling it? Ma- mass uh, psychosis. Mass hysteria? No, they're calling it mass formation psychosis. Uh, and it's essentially people are freaking out, essentially. I've, I've been seeing this for over a year. I've been saying we become histrionic or his, you know, his, we sort of had a, his, you know, you you and I, Annie and Nadav, we did lots of work on personality profiling a few months back. And I just noticed that the whole personality style in the country moved towards histrionic. And uh, I, I'm trying to understand the madness of crowds ever since I saw that. And then you've heard people like Dr. Malone and Dr. McCullough and people like that start to talk about this mass formation psychosis, which is just the same thing, which is we all have deficiencies in our thinking systems and we're not all that rational. At least most of the time we're not rational, uh, even though we like to think we are. And then something gets us going and we become irrational and delusional and very rigid in our thinking and scared. And if if the press or or the government focuses us on one thing, it becomes very easy to sort of hypnotize us, essentially. That's a basic hypnotic technique, right? Just focus on one thing. Look at my watch or, you know, look at my whatever it might be. Look at that light up there on the, on the ceiling. Uh, and that's how we hypnotize people. Isn't that the difference of uh, people who are considered sociopaths or psychopaths in that they don't have those those inconsistencies or the, yeah, wh- second, what did you call it? Yeah, th- there's there's a lot of different versions of that. I mean, the main thing with uh, psychopaths and sociopaths, they don't experience anxiety. And then they also oh. don't appreciate that other people really have feelings. They don't really have a good sense of that. And psychopaths can become very uh, exploitative of other people. Um, your stuff, as we sort of characterize it, was more to sort of oppositional defiant kind of stuff. Have you uh, done anything out here yet? Any therapist or anything? No. Trauma therapy? No. no on, on on the last show, I, I told the guy that was like really, you know, uh, or not the last show, the two shows ago, I yeah. told the one of the callers that was like, I, I can't figure out society and I'm really depressed and stuff. I told him that I would go back if he hasn't, uh, if he goes back. Hasn't reached out to me. Sorry, I can't go to therapy. What can I do? Actually, I, do? actually Annie, uh, I did, uh, <laughs> I was looking at the email account Oh, and, and he was like, "Hey, I'm that guy. Oh, uh, let me uh, let me just He's tell lying. you, I have He's gotten lying. to uh, to therapy. So any now has no barrier to entry. For therapy. I love it. I love it. Yeah, uh-huh. He'll he'll want to see that uh, Nadav. So yeah, let's make sure, sure let's make sure somebody gives you an email with that content. <laughs> Wait, yep, Good. we're on it. <laughs> All right, excellent, excellent, excellent. Uh, so you know, because last show I was a little preoccupied with my lovely wife, um, who um, I'm still. Again, trying to recover from all that. So good. It was so good. Any any thoughts that you could now share with me then now that she's out of the building? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, with just the way that uh, just all of her hypotheses, you know, I wonder what else anal could cure. <laughs> I just like the she left it behind in 2020. I don't think she understood how many levels of funny that was. So... Uh, it was good. It was good. No, oh, yeah, you guys uh, are so fun uh, together. And uh, we will we will share with you soon what happened on our outing. In a couple of shows, we'll let you know what happened during our steak dinner and what might ha- what shenanigans might have followed. But last show, I did not listen to any voice messages, so let's start out with that. Let's do it. Hi, Doctor Molly. My dog's barking. Oh. My name is Beth, and I've had jaw pain for a few years now. Mm. Um, sometimes my jaw even locks. Mm. I noticed recently that it's only on my right side, mm-hmm. and I chew only on my left. Mm-hmm. I don't know if chewing on my left side would cause the TMJ in my right, or if this habit has caused this injury. Um, I got my top wisdom teeth out when I was 18, but I'm 25, and I still have my bottom ones in. And they are crowning, and sometimes, you know, those hurt me. 
Um, I've had several dentists tell me how small my mouth is. Um, I'm scared it's from sucking my husband's dick. Um, and I don't want you to tell me that I have to stop doing that. I've gone to several, I've gone to the chiropractor, you know, I've gotten jaw massages, but I just, I want to, I want to be cured. Yeah. <laughs> Please help me. Okay. I thank know. you very much. Butthole, butthole. <laughs> Steph, full respect. Um, so we won't tell you to stop uh, blowing your husband uh, uh, because he would kill me if I did. Um, but look, you you have literally blown the joint out on the right side here. And my suspicion is the reason you're chewing on the left is that if you even try to chew on the right, you'll get clicking and the jaw will dislocate again and it gets painful immediately. And there are, believe it or not, surgical repairs for this thing. Um, you really are going to want to see somebody who specializes in temporomandibular joint disorders. Can you spell that? Temporomandibular? Uh-huh. T-E-M-P-O-R, tempro, I think it's R-O, M-A-N-D-I-B-U-L-A-R, temporomandibular. Uh, with TMJ, that's when we say TMJ. That's what they're talking about. This is gotcha. the this is the temporomandibular joint. Here we got we have two of them, and they're they're a weird joint. They're they're it, there's no there's no like you know there's no joint surface there, but what happened? What I do? No, no, no. It's just I didn't know that was the long form version of TMJ. No. I just love that he's. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that one. Got it. Got it. Spell it. <laughs> we can come up with weirder stuff for you guys. Don't worry. Um, Sometimes but, I just surprise myself. But there's a. You know, there's sort of two. You know, give me a job. Give me a jawbone on the picture here. Uh, just a human jaw. Oh, you were pointing in a way where I'm like, did we leave a jawbone on the no, floor? No, no, no. My screen is down to the left here so I can I see gotcha. stuff. Uh, human jaw, just human jaw. Uh, and I may have to ask for certain. Uh, okay. So, okay, let's just start in the upper left there. You see how okay. there, are two, there are two pieces to that, right? And each one, there are two, there's sort of a, it's sort of a saddle there. But And those spikes that stick up, right, the spikes at the top, there are little cartilages that get blown out there, and sometimes they have to kind of repair that stuff. And the, there, there's a there's a lot. It's now see if you can get. That's just the jaw bone. Just now, now look at TMJ. T- jump, now jaw joint. Yeah. To, uh, there we go. Uh, it's hard to zero in on it. Yeah. It's, it, the point is, it's it's a complicated little piece of uh, machinery. And uh, I, you're going to need somebody who really knows what they're doing to repair this. You probably blew that out long, long time ago because your mouth is so small and because you, you know, are chewing on things back there or had to re- open your mouth very wide. As you said, even as it is, your mouth gets stuck open, right? She said that. If you ever, you guys know that your your jaw can get stuck open because it those two those things will slide out of position and get stuck. And I people will come to the emergency room with their mouth wide open in pain. Unable to close their mouth. I actually had something similar to that. What happened? Um, one day I, I woke up and I was like, I can't completely close my mouth like on the left Th- side. That's a little different. That oh, that's okay. a that is your the joint getting inflamed, and so you can't close all the way. This is it's stuck. Oh shit! And you have to you have to sedate the person and go in and jam their jaw down and pull it forward oh. and to get it back into position. So it's a whole. You have to slip it down in position. It's it's a whole thing. Is it one of those things that's horrifying to look at? Like when you see like a like a hip replacement uh, surgery, and you're like, holy shit, they're fucking taking um, a spike in a mallet. A that. little bit, a little bit, because the person's kind of asleep, but you have to push down kind of hard, and you're sort of behind their head, pushing with your thumbs, and it just slips right back into position. But it's very painful, so they can't really uh, be awake for that. And that's oh, somebody damn. who's got you know got serious joint disorder and needs real help with that. All right, another voice message. Let's keep going. Hey, Dr. Mommy. Hey, Mommy. All kings and queens above 18. Yes, sir. How you doing, Boots Boys, Boots Bros? Why does my taint randomly, like, hurt in the spat? Like, it feels like the muscle is mm-hmm. spasming, like, mm-hmm. right behind my balls, yep. between my balls and my butthole. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why it happens. It, it, I never do anything to make it happen. It just randomly happens, and it's annoying. Yep happening right now Oof. hope it doesn't make it weird that i'm massaging my fucking taint while i'm talking to you a little bit best believe i'm coming up in may have a good one wear them high and tight dude so um you've heard me talk about this problem many times gentlemen have you learned what this is 
yeah, it's a uh, uh oh, it's a uh, hy- hypo uh, hypospadius, hypo spada, right? <laughs> <laughs> hypo David Spade. yeah, muscle spasm again. There's a there's a sort of a let's look at the floor of the male pelvis. Oh, muscle. gotcha. Oh, gotcha. That one. Okay. Yeah. I know what we're talking about. PC right. muscle. Okay. The PC. All right. I make it easy for you guys. Much like TMJ makes temporomandibular joint short. PC, pubococcygeus, PC muscle, floor pelvis, male. Pelvis, eh, male. There we go. All right, let's see it. So uh, we need an image, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Okay, the the one in the lower right, not the black one, but the, yeah. All right, now you see between the- I see that butthole. Okay, you see the butthole and you see where the balls are, right? All right, and you see there's a bunch of muscle there. There's a long strip muscle there connecting all that. That muscle, ca- it can spasm. And there's other floor muscles around there you're sort of looking at. Um, and the, those muscles can get into these deep spasms. They're very common. What triggers them, we don't really always know. Uh, sometimes I worry that it's prostatic inflammation or prostatic urethra inflammation. Um, but it can be random as well. People often experience it sort of after ejaculation, and it feels almost like being kicked in the nuts. It has a kind of visceral kind of unpleasant feeling to it. Anybody ever had that in the in the booth? Kicked in the nuts? No. You guys got to listen to me. Sorry, I'm in here stuck in my head about stupid shit I, that I, I say. I understand <laughs> that you've been kicked in the nuts. No, have you ever had one of these spasms of the floor of the pelvic musculature that feels like you've been kicked in the nuts? I don't think so. No. Anybody else? No, definitely no. not. It's pretty common. Well, anyway, that's what that guy has. It's no big deal. There's nothing really you can do about it. He massages his taint. That's about all you can do with it. Sometimes, you know, you notice how it there is a strip that goes all the way up to the coccyx there. So in other words, there is a, a muscle that goes from the balls around the anus and up to the sacrum there. Keep going. No, 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 no. Straight, the straight line. There you go. Keep going around. Oh, I see. And then keep going. See, that whole thing can spasm. So sometimes you can get up into the coccyx. You can get up in the you know the oh, other side. Of, yeah, I thought the taint was like a pinpoint, but you're saying it's a whole taint is the the floor of the pelvis. It's it, it's really up to the anus. But what I'm saying is this this particular muscle sling goes all the way to the the uh, sacrum and the, the coccyx. Oh wow! You you learning something? I see. Yeah. Learning. Oh, it's this one. I got it. What? It's sort of that one. There's other stuff too, but that's one version of it right there. So here we go. Good times. Let's hear another voice message. Hey, Hitler, it's Bailey. So you guys were talking about sounding a couple months back, mm. and I got interested, so oh. I looked her up on the Internet. And I watched this video of this girl take, like, a sounding bar in the shape of a question mark oh. and start sticking it up his dick, and she, like, started with the curved side. Ugh. And she kept going until only the straight side was pointing out. Ugh. And my question is, where does it go? <laughs> like, does it hurt? Is there, a, like, does it mess anything up inside? It looked like it was, like, curving up inside of it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Daddy. Don't want to do that, yeah. Uh, you're welcome. But she Bailey or, 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 or Benny? What uh, you Bailey. Say? Ba- ba- Bailey. So, Bailey, oh, honey, the, the, uh, you're getting exposed to the extremes of what people get into. So, again, now we need a cross-section of uh, male pelvis, Okay. What that does is gets up all the way to the bladder, right? I, I don't understand quite how they hook it through. I'm guessing what they do. Okay, I'm going to show you what I think they do. Right uh, there. That's fine. Yeah. So you see how the – let's start from the tip of the penis, okay? And you go up. You can straighten all that out, right? So that's kind of a straight line. You guys all good with me? No, yeah, you got any with that one. <laughs> And, uh, this is funny, man. You said you didn't have a flow so many episodes ago. Each, every time, you just learn that. Let's start at the tip of the penis. <laughs> I'm going to go slowly. Yeah, well, <laughs> but you can straighten the penis out, right? So that'll be one straight tube there. Keep going, right? That's just hanging down. We're not going to let it hang down. We're right, gonna straight. Right. And look, whoop, there's the question mark right there to go up to the bladder. Up, yeah. Oh. So how else do you get around that curve without uh, a, a curved instrument, right? So that's what she's talking about. The question is, how does that I, I think the way they do it, this is gonna be hard for me to describe, is they probably take the hooked part and and, and sort of push the penis down and underneath uh, so they can get up through the to the bladder. And then once they're through, they've got everything straightened out. Does that make sense? Okay. You guys kind of see what I'm saying? A little bit, yeah. It's awful, right? Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's as awful as it sounds. And uh, I, I don't think they have the question mark go down the urethra. I think they kind of hook it and they make the urethra come down under, they, they pull everything down to the underside of the pelvis so they can hook it up into the bladder and then they've got the rest of it straightened out there. And why would people do this, Bailey? That's the real question, honey. If you can figure that out, please share it with me because I don't know. I can't imagine that feels good, but somebody for somebody, I guess it does. And it's certainly, when you are 50 and older, uh, if you were, I guess, yeah, it, it, she said it was a male that was doing this. They were doing it to a male. Because mm-hmm. doing it to a female would actually be quite a bit easier, I guess. But, um, yeah, that, that is Why gonna, would it be easier for a female? Because you don't have to deal with all that length of penile urethra with the, with the hook thing. You just take the hook thing and put it right through. Uh, you see, watch, we'll look at that. Take a look at a female. This there you guy? go. Yep. You see, the, you can just hook it right from the where it oh. starts, right? Wait, Boom. is this well, that's the bladder? The, no, no, the bladder's right underneath that. This guy? Yeah. Oh, that's easy peasy. Yeah, right? <laughs> see, you don't even need a hook. You might not even need a hook. But you could hook if you wanted to. But any point, the point is that you're not really moving through a lot of equipment there to, to sound a female bladder. But when you sound a, a male bladder, you have the, your, you know, the penile urethra, the pelvic urethra, the prostatic urethra, the prostate... And you're going to damage those things and cause strictures and inflammation. And they're already prone to trouble once you hit the age of 50. It's not going to be fun. It's not going to be fun. Just humbly, I suspect. You know, uh, I wonder if I should bring... I've, I told you I have that urologist I want to bring in here, right? Uh, uh, Dr. Winter. Oh, Dr. yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to bring her in here to talk about Oh, that's about the first time I've heard you describe her as a urologist. Oh, yeah, she's a urologist. Oh. And she uh, spends most of her day putting in penile implants. So you guys would enjoy penile talking. implants. We could zoom her right in here. Maybe we should do it next show. Oh, was that the one where it's like uh, your balls are the pumps? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can. So if your penis doesn't get hard now, it gets hard, and you're in full control, man. That's a pretty cool. That's a pretty cool uh, instrument. You, yeah. you you want that? You'd like that? Kind. Yep. I think so. I think, <laughs> I, think I want it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like something I would want. Like I don't like I don't think I need it, but I definitely think I want it. Maybe I'll get that for next Christmas. Dehydration question. I forget to drink water all day, but I'm still functioning fine at work. I chug a gallon of water at the end of the day, get all my liquids. What kind of effects would this have on my body over time? Way too much preoccupation with water consumption in this country. If you're a young, healthy person, your body will tell you when you're thirsty. There's more water, more water. Uh we we uh Corolla invented the female female canine uh, hydration syndrome because I got to get the water for the dog, water for the kids. When I was in football, playing football in high school, they wouldn't let us drink water. We would, we'd be in 110 degree heat. We would take salt tablets and not drink water because water caused cramps. At the end of practice, we were allowed to go to the drinking fountain. We were fine. Uh, permanent ED at 28, 28 year old, pretty good controlled diabetes. For the last two years, I've been prescribed sildenafil and tadalafil, which is Viagra and, uh, Cialis, and they worked, but about six months ago, they no longer worked. Uh, it's possible my diabetes has killed my penis forever. Is there anything I can do to remedy this? So, um, damn. yeah, damn is right. In fact, the the erectile dysfunction is how I get diabetic adolescents to manage their blood sugar better. I just tell them your penis can stop working if you don't take care of your blood sugar. So that does happen, but usually... It's reversible unless it's been going on for years and years, and you're 28. And so I would not call this permanent ED. I would say either A, your blood sugar is not under as good control as you think it is, so it's sort of a temporary neuropathic thing, and B, I worry about any other medication you're taking. So you're going to have to look at your medication, and you have to really tighten up your glycemic control. You want to get that blood sugar sort of 90 to 110. Are you supposed to do that, by the way, mix um, the the whatever... You can, yeah, you can. Uh, If you're, don't get any ideas, my friend. No, 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 I'm I'm definitely not. I I thought that I would imagine that would like screw you up. I I would. I mean, I'm scared of. So, so what they do? (laughs) Flavors of dick pills mixed into one. I'm, I'm just, I'm afraid that like you know, like I know if you do too much like antidepressant, anti-anxiety, you could fuck up your brain. Yes, that's fine. I don't want (laughs) to fuck up my dick. You know what I'm saying? That's like, like I said, you don't come back from that shit. You know what I mean? No, no, listen, like I said, when uh, the diabetic adolescents, they're screwing out their, their blood sugar until I say that's it's going to give you a stroke, give you a heart attack, give you kidney failure. They don't care. Yeah, Dick's fine. not going to work. Okay. Okay, doctor, tell yeah, me what to do. What do I need to do? Yeah. What do I need to do? So I, I know men. So <laughs> so what happens is um, 
you know, these are these are called PDE5 inhibitors. They're very safe. They can cause some vision problems. They're, you know, associated with other little side effects. There's even some data that just came out recently that shows they may reduce the risk of Alzheimer's if you use the, particularly the sildenafil on a regular basis. Sildenafil is a very powerful drug. It causes nasal congestion and other things too. And uh, sort of uh, funny feelings in your eye when you, uh, from the sort of, Funny how? Like, it feels like it's dry is what it sometimes feels like, but it's actually from the blood vessel dilatation of, of uh, the sildenafil. Mm. And uh, some people take it to improve their their uh, cardiopulmonary performance. Like, literally, you can improve l- blood flow to the lungs. It dilates that a little bit. Point, your, your question, though, is people will sometimes take uh, Tadalafil, which is Cialis, on a daily basis to sort of give them sort of background PDE5 effect and then take a little Viagra on top of that when they know they're going to be sexually active. It's a pretty powerful combination. You're right. Of course, you're more likely to get into more trouble when you do it that way. Uh, I know that a lot of doctors do prescribe that. It's not all that uncommon, but uh, and it does work. It's not that big a deal, but um, yeah, probably a better idea to use one or the other. Uh, listen, I've done an interesting experiment. I masturbated to girls with penises and boys with vaginas. I've discovered that boys with pussies do nothing for me. But if I make white watching she-males, I white really quick. I always thought I loved pussy, but now I think I might want to try out a dick. Does that make me gay or super straight? Uh, And what would the Booth Boys say? Greetings from Prague. Good for you, man. We love Prague. Uh, So what do we tell Vasek? I say do whatever makes you come, buddy. Yeah, and and also, oh, what a surprise. I just tried it out. I love that. (laughs) It was an experiment. Yeah, I bet it was, Chief. <laughs> you like what you like, man. It's all good. No one cares. <laughs> but usually what happens to these guys that experiment, they're usually kind of porn addicted, and they're looking at more and more and more extreme stuff, and they find their way over to this. Oh, yeah, I know how it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 C's with D's is sort of an extreme you know, version. I, I, I don't know that it says anything about sexual orientation, does C's it? C's with I, D's, what do you mean by that? Chicks with D's, C's ah, with D's. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, I, I see. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Nadav. <laughs> thank you for not making with me. With D. S- <laughs> uh, <laughs> chicks with Nadav. Uh, so, but but yeah, no, it doesn't make you right. fucking gay or straight. I don't or, think so no, either. It does. It just makes you. It just makes you into cool. extreme images. And I've also noticed that men, oftentimes what we as males get into looking at in like pornography and stuff doesn't necessarily translate into what we like in a real person. You know what I mean? Because, you know, imagery and, and you know, photography, it's not reality. It, it's, it's, just, right. it's just a way of stimulating the sensory system. And, it, and, it, and naturally we go towards a little more extreme things in photography than we would in real life. That's interesting. You're you're saying that stuff that you're into in porn, you are you would not be into. You in wouldn't necessarily be into, or at least not as much as sort of you. Like you may you may a lot of guys go to a sort of extreme, you know, large breast, large, you know, that kind of stuff. And in real life, they may kind of like that, but not need that level of stimulation to be happy with a person. You know, what I'm saying? you know what I mean? Right. Does that make sense? You're kind of just. You know, you're doing it solo, so it's it, it's know, not just need, solo. It's also it's just it's just visual imagery and not a full experience. And so they you're naturally going to sort of enhance that visual input. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. I mean, I do not. I mine matches like hundred. Yours matches. So I okay. Guess, I All right. Guess That's it's fine. interesting to hear that other people don't. Yeah, don't they they it. don't. I, the point is that they don't. What, what happens is, what 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 I often have heard over the years is, and you'll hear this on the voice message, I'm sure. A woman calls in and goes, uh, I found my boyfriend's porn stash, and it's all these women that look nothing like me. Should I be afraid? Okay. Oh, yeah. We had one of those on uh, Where My Mom's At recently. Yeah. And what did she say to her? Uh, well, what we said was just like, hey, you got to let your, your man uh, jerk off to whatever he wants to jerk off to. Right. Don't I was saying either uh, like just get over it or you can watch porn with them too like yeah be a thing like well, that. He said that doesn't when, when they already feel like an insecurity because it's some body type that they don't have watching is not a good idea oh, so it makes them feel worse so it'd be similar but, to how susan when she got in the in the strip club yeah exactly I see. I see. exactly gotcha. and, and, and so i would say just go no 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 that's just porn that's that's his porn zone you're his human zone. You're what he wants. Believe me, when a guy is having sex with you, it's because he wants to have sex with you. That's it. 
And uh, would he, you know, would, might he have a, a range of things he likes? Sure, he might. But in porn, he goes a certain direction that doesn't really say very much. Um, here we go. Hello, Donkey Dick Drew and Booth Dudes. <laughs> Writing to you from the UK with an unusual question. Have we been getting more international uh, sort of stuff lately? Is that is that my imagination or has that always been there? Uh, I think it's always a little scattered. I've been seeing a lot more action from uh, particularly... I would say English-speaking European countries and sort of Eastern European, German, Czech, oh, yeah, we began that kind some of stuff. Polish, some Polish, yeah. some German. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remove the the hair from my ass crack as I find the post-shit cleanup a lot easier. Gentlemen, will you? Oh, wow. Amen. Uh, I know it's a lot to swallow there, Dov. Uh, I'm not swallowing. I'm just saying, it's a lot to take. <laughs> a lot to take oh, in. Okay, all right. But when I do, my farts sound a lot louder and smell a lot worse than when I have a hairier posterior. Is there any reason why that is? Love the show. Hope to be pissed on, beaten on one day. What was so, the end of that? That he, uh, he said it's easier without, without the hair? He's saying it's louder and smellier without the hair. And that kind of makes sense. He must have had a lot of hair, right? Right, and, and, and the hair is like a muffler, right? It's, it's a, a right. So if you have two pieces of skin, you know, sort of flapping, you know, as air moves across it, as opposed <laughs> to the hair is just going to make it a, a very, very different sort of a contact. So the sound size, so, the sound piece makes sense, and the the smell. I mean, the hair probably absorbs a little bit of that or slows it down at least. That makes a little. That makes some sense to me. Maybe that's why we have hairy butts as men. We're we're doing each other a favor. Uh, okay, back to personality stuff. I need your advice on a dilemma I've been having whenever, by the way, when did when become whenever? Whenever I went to the grocery store, uh, you mean when I went to the grocery store? When did when become whenever? Maybe because they just mean every time they go to the I, grocery did, store? I just listen now. You'll notice okay. whenever people say when, they say whenever. Okay. Whenever I'm having it, like, so what he's really saying here, uh, Ben is saying, when I'm having a deep conversation, but he wrote it as whenever, uh, I, with a girl, I try to describe my deep emotions to anyone. I only know the correct or textbook way to respond. I can't access or create emotions to convey to someone. I only know what they would want to hear or what would be interesting. Ew. Oh, I had a strict Catholic parents growing up, so I had a double life. So maybe that created a side of me that is by the book. Am I a psychopath? Touch my camera through the fence. Ta-ta there, R word. Um, Hmm. So Ben, uh, that's a possibility, right? I mean, if you really don't have emotions and are just sort of acting as if you had emotions or the way you've seen people have emotions. But I, I'm thinking this is maybe the fact that you're concerned about it and uh, that you feel there's something wrong with it and you don't have a history of hurting, damaging you know, uh, small animals or something like that. Sometimes you can be disconnected from feelings. If you didn't get the right sort of attention in the first five years of life, feelings can be way off in the distance and very mysterious and disconnected. And or you can have trauma that dissociates you from them. And so you sort of, you know, you kind of, you have a superficial sense of yourself and your emotions that is, we sometimes call that a pseudo self. And uh, that's kind of narcissism is really what that is more than psychopathy. So you might, that's something definitely time for therapy because those feelings that are off in the distance do need attention and you got to hook up with them somehow because they will, they will let you know one day that they're there, uh, either through a depression or through behaviors you don't like, that kind of thing. What is the fish challenge? Oh, yeah, I think you're going to like this. I'm not sure. I think you're going to love it. All right. Prepare oh, us. that's not a feminist. I'm going to smell it. <laughs> Oh! What? What? What?
Are they speaking a different language? Yeah, I think so. What what it's, what was that? So have you ever heard of uh, like the? I think it's from Sweden. Oh. It's like Sir Stramen or something like that. No, it's what? like canned fish. Uh, that people here. Let me see if I could. Oh my uh, god! He threw up before he ate it, didn't he? Isn't that what I saw? So it, it's not that you're supposed to eat it. It's, it's that you're supposed to smell it, and it smells. It's supposed to smell so bad that it's like that type of reaction instantly. But he, they ate it. Oh, they did. Yeah, they did. Oh okay. no, no, no. Never the whole mind. the whole challenge, Johnny, is that you're supposed to try and eat it. Just the thing is, is, as soon as you open up the can, the smell hits you, and you start puking. Oh my god, that's incredible! Yeah, check out these cool guys. What? Oh, <laughs> what is the? What is? Everyone hates it. What is the? <laughs> <laughs> so I I feel like I've lived in a a, a sheltered oh, that's life. That's the way to open it. <laughs> why Why does that exist? Um, I think it's just a Swedish delicacy. A delicacy that makes you vomit the moment it opens. It, I think it makes Americans vomit, or it makes like people that aren't from that country vomit. It seemed like those were they were kind, were they speaking Swedish or? I'm not sure what they were speaking, but I mean, like, how could they keep on make making these canned fish? That's my question. If everyone's puking from it, clearly there's people that eat it. Unless they just sell it to frat boys to make each right. other vomit. Because, I mean, like, there's this Persian drink called duch that's like... Oh, uh, my God, where have I been? It's like a carbonated yogurt. Oh. And, and it is pretty disgusting. But I'll tell you what, some Persians, they kind of like it. Let, wait, go back to the explanation, not just the pictures. Let's go back to what it says about it. Uh... Okay, it's a, uh, it's a lightly salted fermented Baltic Sea herring, uh, 19th century. During the production of Surströmmen, just enough salt was used to prevent the raw herring from rotting, which allows it to ferment. So it's fermented fish. Mm. Ugh. Drew, do you want to? Do you want to look at one of those challenges? Can we are allowed to, or is it? Well, like, I mean, we just look. We just looked at. But one. I mean, let's show. I here, I got another one for was you. Was that unusual? I, I'm just. I'm. I'm less I'm less grossed out than I am astonished. I am grossed out. Here, to be fair, here's a different one. Watching that we, that we grown men vomit over and over and over again is uh, amusing. Right, but guys, we're going to do the fish challenge now. Oh no! And okay. Jamie's wanting to get involved, aren't you, Jamie? Oh no! I don't know if I can watch this. Oh. <laughs> He already he's looked at it. He almost vomited. I think he might have done this before. Oh, oh my God! That's how powerful the. Uh. <laughs> His eyes are crossing. I think we found out why you think that couple is so funny. I guess so. I mean, like, you have a gag fetish. We're hitting a theme Ooh. here. You have a legitimate gag fetish. <laughs> I wouldn't call it a fetish. I don't. I wouldn't say I like this. Mm -hmm. I, I do not like it, my your friend. smile says otherwise. I do not like it. You knows where my you, hands you, are. Yeah, but you just started covering your face. Oh, no, no. I... <laughs> I'd seen everything. <laughs> oh, the kids. Oh. <laughs> He's still trying. He's still trying. <laughs> this is a super cut. Now, Drew, I have a pitch for you. I'm so ashamed of myself for laughing at that. Why don't uh, Why don't we see what these people are going through? I feel like vomiting now. Do you want to try and do this fish thing? No. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. But, I, guess I, read, we, I guess I read this wrong. Why don't we see what what? What do you want to show me? No, I said, how about we get a couple cans of these fish? Oh, and, no, no, and we no, eat. No, we eat them. No, we try and see if we no, can eat them. No, thank you. No, thank you. I, 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 uh, uh, Fermented I don't... fish are good for you. It's like lox. <laughs> Our people could eat it, Drew. 
I think just watching these reactions, if I saw the can, I, I get the gagging in response to the can. But uh, the guy in the in the motorhome that started vomiting just when they opened the can. But up. aren't you interested in what it possibly uh, smells like? Annie, come on now. No, I, not even a little bit. I, I a little bit. They're no. just smelling it and they're dry heaving. Yeah, like I know. The, That's why I don't want to smell it. Yeah, yeah. It's like so, it's like seeing someone get shot. It's like, don't you want to do that? No, no, look no, how untamed no. they are. No, 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 no. no, no. no. Those are Doesn't apples and oranges. Crazy? That's two different things. It's the same thing. Yeah, they are not. they are damaging them. So he is in pain, in drastic I think, pain. I like, think I want to try that. I shit. think it's the cosmetic. next. I think the cosmetic. next YMH live. I think YMH live. This is sort of one of those things, right? Nadav. Oh boy! Yeah, <laughs> that's a pretty good idea. I think I think that's what this is. Mask. I think that's what this is. I mean, I would do this for a YMH live. Why the fuck not? Unbelievable! Hey, that's we. Hey, man, we're down for the show, dude. We, we uh, we're committed. Yeah, man, I'm not. Afraid, I'm not afraid of a little fish. Okay, I, oh, I'm cool. sure I would throw <laughs> up. <laughs> I am sure. I am certain I would vomit. Oh no, yeah, like any is you know, not yeah. me though. No, I, yeah, I, I, you'd I, for I, sure I, vomit. Let's oh. do it. I'm not feeling good. Just terrible Ugh. you know it'd be crazy here's what i'm actually most afraid of is that i'd open the can and eat it and absolutely no problem like i love this smell uh, i'm you afraid would, that I'd love you it. would you <laughs> would achieve a status of uh you'd move up the food chain with just with that <laughs> mm-hmm. Ugh. well we need a power cleanser my friend what can we do a voice message Voice message. Yeah. They would look so, it looks so, so uh, tame up there. Fish challenge. Let's look at the fish challenge. Let's see what's going on with the fish challenge. Where did that, how did that come to you guys? Uh, it's just something that, like, uh, oh. this fish thing has just kind of been circulating over the years. And, uh, you know, we just get some cool ones that are like my, to my it. abdomen, like, my, the muscles of my abdomen are tightening up. It's like they're spasming just looking at that stuff. Yeah. Don't you want to try it? Uh, look, for the show, sure for do. the show, my friend, for the show. Uh, I'll bring something to dinner tonight. Drew uh, volunteered to pee himself for the show. Remember that? Uh, yeah, but he's into that. That's different. That was <laughs> I, 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 not not into it. And, and let's be let's be fair. Let's be fair. Let's be, I got to straighten this one out, guys. That was for Christina. That that was willing to do that for Christina. That was oh, my commitment to her. That was even uh, that was above and beyond the show. But you wouldn't do this for me. No. So so so. <laughs> Show me some TikToks. Let's get some TikTok. Yeah, Maybe that'll clean me. We up. have fun. All right. All right. Yes, we do. We need a break after this show. Taking my morning dump. Whoops. Little sneak peek. Whoops. Sorry. Ooh. Oh, okay. Give me another one. We need a, we need a new t- oh. Do what they do in our lips. Chicken patties, I think, going in the boiler. Chicken, McChicken, yeah. Gotta pick up the nuggets. <laughs> We're watching somebody make food at McDonald's. It's a TikTok. This is how they're Still done. Waiting. Is something going to happen? I think the whole thing about this one is you see how long stuff is being fried for. And oh, yeah. Gross it is. And you know what's, what's also bad is that if there were actually tallow, if that were actually animal fat, it would be much better for you. What they have is these polyunsaturated fats are turn into carcinogens. So there you go. Yeah, enjoy your breakfast, everybody. All right. What else you got? I got a guy. It's a baby one. Oh my I told gosh. You there was one in there. Uh-oh. I told you. Be nice now. He's going to bite nice. him in the I'll face. Turn you to your mother. <gasps> oh boy. Uh, he deserved to get his face bitten. That's all I'm saying. That's a big old mistake. Yeah, that doesn't look like a baby squirrel either. All right, keep going. I'm still trying not to vomit. Let me emphasis by saying I'm not a professional knife fighter. Nor do I know if this is the correct way to fight. Ooh, this ooh. is just what I do. Uh oh. <gasps> That's it. <gasps> <laughs> okay, keep going, Freddy. Need to see that ten more times. 
It's so weird that he thinks... <gasps> and my thought here is, pin him upside a wall by his neck, right into the gut. Wall, gut. <laughs> you got it, Drew? I got it. Wall, <laughs> gut. Oh, he's got to do left-handed now, too. Uh -huh. He wasn't sure you got it. He wasn't sure. Well, he wanted to show these ambidextrous. Oh, yeah, I got it's it. It's a man. really complicated move. And that uh, and that noise is very important. Hoo-ha. Oh, I'm still not over the vomiting. I'm, I'm, like, having a problem here. All right, let me let me see if we can get a voice message. Let's get a voice message. Get my mind off this. Here we go. Hey, this is Joe. Uh, hi, Mommy. Hi, Dr. Mommy. I drink about two gallons of water a day, and I'm thinking about upping it to three. Jesus. And a lot of people go, oh, well, you can drink too much water. Uh, how much is too much? The Internet says seven gallons in a day or a liter in an hour. Uh, what are the ramifications if I were to drink more than that? Because I just chug from a, a gallon jug. So uh, thank you. Keep them high and tight. Bye. Oh, my God. Is drinking water every day going to become the new... Draining my semen, draining my sack from semen. This is this is yeah. my, this is my next. Uh, don't <laughs> yeah. call me daddy on my chain or whatever. Uh, my site. Seven gallons an hour. Why are people day. drinking any more water than they? I mean, you can drink a little more to help you sort of curb appetite and that kind of thing. But drink when you are thirsty. That's what your body is designed to do. In your circular, you know, in your body, your 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 sodium metabolism is carefully set by your kidneys, and if you can you can overwhelm that, you can actually you can actually wash out your kidneys collecting concentrating system so that you are not as concentrated urine as well as you should be able to. You can actually hurt your kidneys that way. More importantly, you can drop your sodium levels. It's hard to do it, but you can do it, particularly if you're on a medication. And you can have seizures, and you can make your brain swell. I mean, it's a mess. It's ridiculous. Why would you drink so much water? Seven gallons is insane. Three is insane. You drink when you are thirsty. Now, if you're working out all the time, yeah, you might end up drinking a couple liters while you're working out. Fine. Your body will let you know. But I, he, he did say something interesting. Uh, I didn't know that over uh, a liter in an hour is too much. Is it too um, much? A liter in an hour, mm, I don't know. If you're not working out, maybe. No, you could drink a liter an hour pretty easily, I, I would think. That's not that big a deal. Right, like you're not going to... But, but by the way, why water? Why not something with solute in it, like a you know hydrolyte or a Gatorade or things so the water itself... The, the, the problem is excess accumulation of water. That's the problem, water excess. And if the water to sodium that you take in is in balance, you're not going to accumulate excess water. Why all the water? I, I don't know. It... it, it we have become so weird in this country about, uh, are you hydrated? Are you hydrated? How about, are farts universally funny? Uh, hi, Daddy. Are farts universally funny? And if so, do any other species like the great apes find farts funny? My 16-month-old toddler has been ripping super loud air biscuits since she was a month old. And for the last year, she's found it the funniest thing ever. And uh, touch my camera through the fence, uh, you F. Um, I don't remember that he said that to the, did he say you, he called, used the F word to them? He sure did. Oh my goodness. Yep. Uh, okay. So, uh, everyone I think knows that there are sort of YouTube videos out there of apes smelling their finger and farting and stuff. I, I'm, I'm going to guess that other primates probably have some sense of something we'd call mirth around their, uh, excrement and, and gas. Um, but not quite as evolved as the human. The human takes it to another level. And uh, not everyone finds them funny, though. Uh, and by the way, uh, that's sort of white supremacy, if you say farts are universally funny. And he backed me up on this. That's sort of a white boy thing. And it's and male, too. It's also sexist. It's, it's, it's sexist and white supremacist. I can't tell if you're joking. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. I'm being hyperbolic, but I'm not joking because, because a lot of people are not into it. Yeah, like forcing your humor on somebody else. Yeah, is, is never funny. Yeah, well, yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. sort of a white frat boy sense of humor. It, it's not my friends of uh, Mexican descent do not find it funny. Uh, nah. Most of my friends of African American descent really don't find it funny. They don't dig it at all. Yeah, uh, and uh, it's it's a Euro, you know, a white centric kind of thing to say it's universally funny. 
It is kind of it is funny, but not <laughs> universally funny. Yeah, it's it's uh yeah, I've never understood. It's always the gross slash gay things that were always super funny to frat boys. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't get it, but it's like, I, you know, whatever. That's your thing. Well, let, let's dig a little deeper. So, what what most of my friends that are not white find objectionable to fart humor is the smell. Right? Um yeah, but it yeah, but it's also the disrespect, man. It's like you're putting your fucking you're putting your scent in my face. Got it's it. like, I okay. have to smell that. You know, I, that's, it's a, a that's, a, that's a great, I, I love it. Thank you. That's a great, re, that's a great refinement. Disrespect. Oh, and we, were, and, we and, always thought the sound was funny. Well, that's my question though. But do you still find the sound funny? No. No. Because, but, but because I attach it to that. Like, because it's so disrespectful already, the sound and the smell are both disrespectful. Something like that where it's like, yeah, it, it's because of what that entails. If I were to hear it, maybe like you know, in a movie, it's it's a little different because it's like I know that's just a movie, so yeah. it'd be funny. Okay, but if you're doing it like right next to me, it's like okay, it's so, not just the sound. So, so there's something funny about it, mm -hmm. but but the reality of it supersedes that, right? I think so. Yeah. So I I did a, a radio show years decades ago with a group called Dogfish, and it was a group of screwball white kids and. Uh, and they were on the radio and they go, well, I don't understand why people don't think fart, you know, farts are the funniest thing in the world. And here's what they said. They sound funny, they smell funny, and they come out of your ass. What's not funny about that? And that was their, that was their thinking about it. So there you go. Amen, brother. Amen, the Dob says. Okay. Yeah, so I'll just, I'll just take a Ooh. shit in your fucking living room and then it'll be well, super that, funny, right? Th that, that does it, that does Dude, come I out of your ass, but it doesn't look or smell funny. So, well, maybe it does. <laughs> I mean, it depends on your taste, whatever. <laughs> Okay, here's and Also, I'd love that. I, I want to see what you shit like. Cool. I'll be over next next week. Cool, man. In your living room. Yeah, yeah, I'll set the camera up. You said speaking it. Of what, <laughs> speaking of what we shit like, uh, here's somebody that says, I have any syndrome. Uh, no, you don't. Only, there's only... Yes, any, I'm sorry. Excuse me. There's only one any. There's, there's only, only one. one. There, there's only one. There's, there's nobody only has... One. Yeah, that's not reproducible. So... <laughs> So thank you, sir. Thank you. So I've been listening to your podcast for a while. Any's condition reminded me of my childhood when I was about five or six. My brother told me that a witch lived in the sewer and would come up through the toilet and snatch kids. I believed it. I would go days without pooping out of fear, and this would cause me to get constipated. When I would eventually poop, it would tear my asshole apart and make it even harder to poop. It got to the point that my dad tried to give me a suppository. My fear of receiving a suppository proved to be greater than my fear of witches. My fear eventually went away as I got older. So maybe try threatening any with a suppository. So any, I'm gonna get you with an enema if you don't don't well, get it together. Well, first of all, this is a weird kink, but but also wait. So so what is a what is a suppository? There'll be any any enemas. enemas. Uh, so uh, the suppository is, is a, a a little waxen sort of a pellet yeah. that has you push it up the anus that nope. has, I know, it has sort of. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it, it stimulates the colon to, to contract essentially that's what the good ones are so, good yeah. ones I mean that's what the ones that work are there's other ones you can use glycerin suppositories to help it kind of come out easier you can use things to sort of soften it up there's, there's various stuff out there but but um, but it is interesting isn't it how much uh, you can affect a young male's relationship with the toilet by scaring the shit out of them or into them in this case uh, it, it's interesting to me, I, any, you know, when we had to get uh, my wife's purse out of the storm drain last week, um, you you live across the street from a storm drain. Are you okay with that? From from a what? From a storm drain. From oh well, I mean, I, I think I've always have. There's always they're always around. Right? So you don't they don't bother you just being around. You just don't want to go down in one like I had to do last week. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't really realize that was there until <laughs> now. Um, I'll probably forget. After this show, again. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, good at, I'm good at blocking that stuff out. All right, let's hear a voice message. Hi, Dr. Jeans and Booth Boys. Hey. Um, I have a question about burping. Mm -hmm. So I was just smoking, and I was exhaling my smoke, and it was like, coming out mm -hmm. and in the middle of it coming out i felt the need to burp mm -hmm. so i just like Ugh, i just did it and i was expecting like all the smoke in my lungs to just like shoot out when i burped but instead it stopped and then right. after the burp it started coming out again right so i'm wondering like what is a burp wow I'm, do you guys, does that mystery 
pre- uh, oh, yeah, you, we got a scientist calling. You out. don't understand that either. That's a that's a the dudest question I think I've ever heard a girl ask. <laughs> All right, so so here's what happened. So she inhales the weed into her lungs. Right. Her lungs. They're air sacs that fill with uh, air and smoke. Mm-hmm. Then she's exhaling that. In the middle of that, some air went up her esophagus from her stomach and came out her mouth. That closes the airway. So she has to stop exhaling, burp, and then continue the exhalation. Ah. You see, burps are from the stomach. And that's why it's air in the stomach. don't feel like exhales. They are not exhales. They are from your stomach. That's why when you swallow air, you get a burp. Makes sense. Oh, my goodness. You have a thing. Okay. Give me, give me a larynx. Larynx. You have a big, uh, yeah. Uh, thing in there. Let's see. Um, uh, it's not. No, no. Mm-mm. Shoot. Oh, oh, yeah. That, give me the. Give me that. That one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you see that? Uh, let's see. Uh, we don't really this have a little it. Q-tip coming out. Well, I want to show you that, that that something closes down on top of that called the epiglottis. It just it, boom just closes down on it when when the esophagus is taking stuff in. Uh, let's see if we can see it over here. Look at. Let's just look up epiglottis. How about that? If you can spell that. Uh, yep, just like it sounds. Yeah, there it is. Got it. Uh, you can see oh, how so it, like this little. Yeah, just a flap that comes down over the trachea. So think about if you swallowed something in your mouth and that flap wasn't there, it would go right into your lungs and you would be dead. So you have to have this flap that disconnects the esophagus from the, the trachea, right? That they, So they operate independently and automatically. So there you go. There's your little anatomy lesson for today. We're learning. I, I am still exhausted from the vomiting thing. It's like literally still affecting me. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, let's do it. Oof. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> hyped. <laughs> let's get it, boys. You're funny. <laughs> All right. Hi, Mommy Hitler. Recently, I've been uh, waking up to myself masturbating in my sleep. This is Pete. It's kind of like how people describe sleepwalking, except I'm milking myself. Want to know if this is a normal thing? I'm not sure what caused it. I'm an otherwise healthy 26-year-old male. I take no prescription over-the-counter medication. Appreciate the inside piss on me. Beat me. Don't call me chomo. Watch for the waspices. You better bet I'm coming up in May. So, uh, yeah, people do that. I mean, as I've described on this show before, when uh, men or males are coming out of coma, when they're in sort of a semi-waking coma, the first thing they do is start messing with their junk. And so there's there's so much neurological stimulation going on down there that it's just natural that your hand goes there. And if it starts getting reinforced, your hand stays there. And sleep is, you know, anything you can do in your wake, you can do in your sleep. I want to get high. I'm a 25-year-old male who used to smoke marijuana on a daily basis. Uh, It started giving me panic attacks, so I quit. Uh, As a substitute, I started drinking significantly more. Great. I'd rather go back to the ganja and cut back on the booze, but I'm scared of the panic attacks. Do I have any advice? Uh, I'm aware that sobriety would be the ideal route, but as far as physical health, but I ain't, that ain't happening. Um, you are a alcoholic addict. This is not going to get better. This is going to get worse. It's a pro- This is the thing that everybody misses. It's a progressive illness. The consequences accumulate. It will get worse. It doesn't just kind of stay the same, uh, especially if you've lost control. If you've lost control, it's on now, and the only way to stop it is to stop everything completely. Now, um, you can go get some uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, so CBT. In people that want to cut down or have different goals, you can try half measures, but it's sort of rearranging deck chairs on the uh, Titanic. Uh, Do you piss or shit out white after swallowing? Boy. Hi, Jeans Booth boys. I was feathering it. I had a mystery that came to my mind. After my girl takes it down uh, with... (laughs) I, I, after fully absorbed, will she then be shitting my sauce out 10 to 12 hours later? Or will she piss my weight out? May telescope try it out. I, I, I. Uh, Patrick in Minneapolis, um, it's, it's absorbed and broken down, right? It's, it's sort of, it's protein and mucopolysaccharides. So it's, it's a bunch of essentially snot and cells and protein. Uh, and that much like when you, if you do that and swallow, that is the same thing. And it, your body just so absorbs it and breaks it down and turns it in. It, it has very little caloric value or anything else. It just sort of gets broken down. 
And uh, and what isn't absorbed does come out in your shit. That's true. Hell yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, sprite review. Oh yeah. Oh uh, no no. Or should I see scared shark? Hmm. Scared yeah, that sh- one's fun. Scared shark. Okay. Right. Scared shark. Dusty. You fucking shit ass. <laughs> 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 Oh. So scientifically, how does that, this happen? That's funny. Let's do it again. That was funny. <laughs> it's better than the mommy. I feel better now. Dusty! You fucking shit <laughs> Oh. I love her glee. I love her delight. I love it when, when the partners are, you know, doing stuff to their their the subject. Oh my god, that's funny. Yeah, what was that, Nana? What were you asking me? Like scientifically, like when someone gets scared, why do some people have the reaction of farting? Uh, <laughs> it's um, it's an autonomic discharge. It's the same thing that results in your heart rate going up and your muscle tone going up. It's just it's all that coming, oh. you know. And and why evolution? The really interesting question would be why evolutionarily would we want to like empty our bowels if if we really need to get moving? I guess it's because that would uh, weigh us down or something or keep it, you know, we just want to clear it out and get get ready for action, I guess. Now, I don't know. I would like to go back to the tape and yeah. say that, you know, there was quite a delay between him being scared and it coming out. And I well, think that a line would have pounced on him in between. That yeah, so yes, for sure. But, <laughs> but he was he was still recovering during that standing up phase. And One more you know, sometimes standing up makes stuff kind of cruise down the, the pipe a little bit, too. Fucking shit ass. <laughs> three Mississippi. That's three Mississippis. That line would have got him. Right <laughs> but it's all still that that hyper stimulation. That sympathetic tone is up. Oh, that's so funny. And and the parasympathetic when when that I, I think the parasympathetic thing is actually what empties the bladder. So you're getting sort of you're getting hyper inhibition and hyper stimulation at the same time. I, I I don't know why the body evolved to do that. I, I don't know. Don't have a good answer for that. Uh, I have a fun voicemail that might be fun to end on. All right, I'm ready. I am hey, ready. Dr. Hitler. My name is Nick. Surprise, surprise. I'm asking you a question about white. Ah! So my favorite porns are the ones where the guys blow huge loads instead of those weak little ones. My question is, what can I do to increase my loads? Ah. I currently take sunflower lecithin, IgM, zinc, and L-arginine, but I haven't seen too much of a difference. I want to be like Tom and cover these fuzz with a huge amount of cum at high velocity. Pick me, beat me, cover me in your huge load, and you bet I'm coming up in May. Well, at least he didn't talk about emptying his testes, which is the don't call me daddy on my site. Don't, don't, what does he say? Don't call me daddy on my chain? Uh, don't, call me, uh, don't call me daddy in my comment section. No, no. He has some other way of describing it. He says, don't, don't call me daddy on my, on my page. On my page or something like that, yeah. So um, this is not that, but uh, this is the weirdness of the male. Why males would be preoccupied with how much semen comes out of their body is a strange preoccupation. And I would argue that before the days of pornography, before men could compare that, there was little or no conversation about this. It was just what it was. So, uh, and what it is is pretty much what it is to that point. You really can't do much to change this. The seminal vesicles are where the fluid is stored. And those vesicles are the size they are, and your prostate produces the fluid to fill them at the rate that it does, and that's what comes out. That's what it is. Now, you can enhance that to the extent that you have any control over it by uh, not having sex very frequently, like waiting a week or more even, let let it build up, so to speak. Not too much, because your body will start to resorb it after a period of time. Uh, then when you're sexually active, delay ejaculation. There's actually a certain amount of stimulation of the prostate from sexual activity to produce more fluid. Uh, so, you know, delay it as long as you can. That will also increase the tone there as well. Uh, and yeah, those are, that's about all you can do. You're doing with all the supplements and all that stuff. It doesn't really do much. So it's uh, infrequent sex, uh, delay ejaculation when you are uh, in the arousal phase, and that's going to be what it's going to be. And that that's your volume. That's it. Some people have, you know, different size hands, different size systems. And yours is the size it is. And that's what it is. So, okay. I'm, I'm recovering, recovering slowly, guys. I'm going to have to go take a nap or something. Uh, the, the fish 
the fish, uh, what do we call it? The fish Sir, challenge, Sir fish Sir challenge. Strong. Yeah, yeah. Fish challenge took it out of me today. I'm still a recovering COVID patient. I can only take so much. Uh, and my, my delicate sensibility was, was overwhelmed by the fish challenge. Uh, again, you can get the bobblehead doll at drdrew.com slash shop. Is that what she told us? Yes, it's a shop. Yep, that's what she and said. And the um, Rational Revolution at store.ymhstudios.com. I want everyone to have one of those mugs. And send those voice messages Voice messages to 213-253-1693. Nope. Uh, 818-253. What did I say, 626? 213. Huh? 818-253-1693. And uh, drfdarkgmail.com for, the, uh, for these uh, wonderful emails. We'll have more of them coming. We appreciate you all being here, and we'll see you next time. All conversations and information exchanged during participation of the Dr. Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine.